Welcome back to Wedlocked and Loaded. Wed, wed, wedlocked and Loaded. You women. Do not lump us all in one category. You know so you girls, so you girls. And lie and stress the truth. You and try girls. to get us jammed up. First of all, I'm a whole ass woman, right? Think about no that. No disrespect. Sounds like it to me. So why can't y'all, why, what is it with men that they just can't walk away? Walk away. Depends how good it is. You don't want to give that away. You don't want to give that away. Greetings, everyone. Episode uh, 80, Wedlocked and Loaded. I am Daniel Laurent, flying solo this um, episode. Um, the missus is doing some um, self-healing with my blessings, and she is away. But, um, you know, wanted to not kind of take a week off and just kind of keep the train going. And... um. I'll take this episode as an opportunity to just kind of speak from a male perspective. Um, And, you know, some of it is accountability. Also, there was a clip that um, that I I heard on Brilliant Idiots and it resonated with me and I wanted to kind of speak to it. Um, So let me play that clip just so y'all can hear it. I'll be honest. I like I like uh, missing my wife. Like going away every couple weekends on the road, and then coming back working. and being like, "Yeah, but that's like I'm I'm working. I'm doing it for work. Just leaving them for pleasure is weird. But the fact that my job takes me away and I'm like so excited to come back and see my wife, I think that's a really nice energy to have in a relationship. I actually don't like it at all. When I even travel for business, and I know my wife can't always travel because we got four girls, but yeah. I like when my wife travels with me even for business. Because you know that, like that's that's literally my best friend, and we do a lot of business together. So yeah. it's just cool, like because people don't realize those that going in and out of airports and shit. That's intimate shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you're on a flight and you know you and a person are talking, like that shit is intimate shit. Like and then there's certain uh, yeah. moments that even happen when you're working that you want somebody else to share with. Yeah, I like you know? I like the actual travel. With my wife, like literally being at the airport or yeah. the plane, like that's nice. But working when I'm on the road, I'm working. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and I and I think I feel a responsibility to my wife when she's around me. Like it's very hard for me to like just shut off and be like, okay, I'm not going to pay attention to you and just do the things I need to do. So now I'm not fully focused on the things I need to do, and I'm not really focused on her. So she's not getting any, any of me. She's not getting 100 percent of me, and I'm not getting 100 percent of me. So mm. I. If it's like a big show, I want her there because of the achievement. But in terms of like work, I like to work. I like to be in work mode. That very thing. um, So it's it's layered, right? So one piece is um, the traveling part. So I I completely agree with Charlemagne where I would prefer to um, travel and explore and and have new opportunities and new adventures and new experiences with with Leah um you know I think that that's just my preference right um for better for worse I don't necessarily have you know the fellas that I hang out with like that you know what I'm saying like there are people who I'm close with and we see each other and it's a different kind of thing but I don't have like guys trips and like that would that was never really my thing um so I don't have that so you know, someone who's my best friend, who's who I want to travel with. Right. And so for Charlemagne, what he said completely hit home. Um, 
Now, what Andrew said, um, I understand that. I've worked at it, so I have a better balance of it now. But that was a big struggle in years and years of our relationship. Because doing shows and doing performances and hosting or or you know popping up somewhere real quick and just showing support to somebody um I found it hard to do that and tend to Leah and and be just kind of uh, a decent teammate right like I, I I found it really really hard to do both and so what I tend what I was more tending to do was completely ignore her and focus on what I was doing um and she was gracious about it for the most part but I think that it it started to create um it started to create some 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 scrapes that then turned to scabs that then you know were peeled later on and it just became a bigger thing Right. So a lot of things that was done, like I kind of made the bed for. And one example, and I've shared it before, but one of the examples was um, and this happened a bunch of different times and and different variances. But there was a show I had and, you know, we had left the house together and we got to the show and I performed and, and did my thing, came off and everyone was clapping. And, you know, I shook people's hands, gave hugs and all that stuff. And then, you know, I got to Leah where she was and I literally walked right past her and went to the next person and like hugged them and flag on the play. And in my mind, it wasn't a slight to her and it wasn't, you know, I don't give a fuck about you. It wasn't that it was, we just left the house with each other. We just got out the car with each other. I just seen you. We walked in the door together. These people I haven't seen these people. I'm appreciative that they came, you know what I'm saying? And so, however, like it, it, it's not any extra effort for you to acknowledge the person that's supposed to be in your team. Right. And so I wasn't thinking in that way. And so, you know, there's intentionality. And I know I say that a lot, but there's intentionality that has to be done. And I struggle with that a lot, you know, and there was one situation where um, there was several times, but there was one situation where we were um, at kind of like an after party for um, for an event. And we went in a hotel room with, a, um, with some people and, um, you know, it was like pictures being taken and they were like suggestive kind of in a sense you know what I'm saying so it was it was a guy that's my man you know what I'm saying he was there and it was two women who were um taking pictures um with him and one um uh one was kind of like feeding him a drink or like putting a cigar in it like lighting his cigar or something like that I don't know um, so then I sat down and they did the same thing to me and I didn't, you know, it was cool. It was like funny. It wasn't a big deal. Leah was there. She was across the room. I'm figuring because she's there, it's not that big of a deal because even if the picture does look a certain way, she sees behind the scenes that it's nothing. Right. But she didn't see it that way. 
and um you know the night didn't really end well not in the sense of publicly but like when we left you know definitely with some words and and I was defensive because I didn't think it was anything wrong with it and I didn't see a big deal and you know et cetera et cetera and so um you know I I think that now I have a much more better grasp on balancing and it's not really a balance of both I think you know you come in with the priority of I'm here with you know what I'm saying she knows she has an understanding it helps if your person is not super clingy because if they're clingy then it gets really tough you know what I'm saying um but it's it's not really an issue now but it's just funny when I heard that clip I'm like holy shit I'm like yep you know and I agree with Charlemagne, um, but I once was where Andrew was. So it's just interesting, you know, and I think that's the beauty of a journey um, in a relationship. So I thought that was interesting. Um, so there was another clip that I came across. Um, uh, I think it's an extension of Black Love, um, the Black Love series, and it's Ace Hood and his wife. And they were just speaking about fighting fair. And so I just happened to come across it. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's interesting. So I'm going to play that. And um, I'll give I'll give my take on it in one second. So I'm also very independent. You know, I'm very driven. So I feel like just I felt like for many years I was fighting for my life all the time. Girl. That mm -hmm. I brought that into my marriage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it really brought up. Like, it really caused a disconnect between us because it made us feel like we're fighting against each other as opposed to fighting against whatever the issue is. Mm -hmm. And so I've really had to learn, like, there are just certain things I don't say anymore to him and to myself. Because if I'm saying it to him, most likely I talk to myself like that, too. Mm -hmm. So I really just had to address, yeah. like, there's certain places we just no low blows, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? No yeah. below the belt anymore. Yeah. Most what, of the time. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say, hold up. Look, look, look. When, when the ego's flaring, man, it's like yeah. you can yeah, really go to a place to where it's yeah. like, like, like she said, she's no longer, we're no longer attacking the problem. It's like we really attacking each other's character. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. I think like that right there can get really, really messy in terms of communication. And then, you know, it comes with that, like resent, you know, resentfulness and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, that's just for sure areas and lines that we just decided that we did not want to cross and not going to cross at all. Uh, Completely agree. Again, intentionality, right? You have to be mindful. I think it's it's easy to go low, right? A real man, Jody. Not some little boy who still want to live at home with his mama. Fuck you. Kiss my ass. Go on out in these streets and be a little trick if you want to. It's very, very easy, you know, not not to take on a Michelle Obama take, but I think it's really easy to go low. Um, and when you're in a fight, you are trying to win and you're thinking of every possible thing that could make you win that fight. So even if it's hurtful, vindictive, toxic, even if it's not factual and it's just all emotions and, um, you know, I. I think, um, I don't know. It'd be interesting if Leah was here and we talked. And maybe I can table this for when um, she's back. But I don't remember. I mean, I think that we both may have said some things. But I think when we would get into fights, 
both of us wasn't um nasty i might have i might have said um i might have said or acted in a more nasty way i think leah always for the most part maintained a respect level and a friendship level and i was a little more vindictive and nasty um but i don't remember just going for like low-hanging fruits and just being really nasty um but you know it definitely tends to happen and there is a couple that we're close with that that i've told um the woman you know, in a relationship, because she tends to um, get nasty and say things that that hurts, and it literally hurts her husband. Um, And I've talked to her and just and said, you know, I used to be that way. I wouldn't say those words, you know, what I'm saying, but I, I think like when you get into a fight and say it's say it's a traditional um man woman relationship uh man's primary breadwinner breadwinner wife works contributes or she doesn't like work in an office setting but she takes care of kids in a house um and husband you know gets into an argument with her and he says you know I'll put you the fuck out you know like saying that saying that the first time is 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 hurtful in itself right because it gives you a certain sense of um you don't have stability and then you you then now question is this really my home and then constantly saying it then you really feel like okay i need to like figure this out because clearly this isn't my home also this is his home you know, and so that's that's something that's really, really hurtful that, um, you know, can can really cut. And so, um, yeah, I think the fight and fair thing, you know, where I am now with Lee and I now, it's not even really a matter of fighting. Um, it is discussing and uh debriefing and sometimes it's just you know might be angry and you just kind of don't say anything just leave it be because that emotion will pass and then you can talk about it a little later and whether it's a heated talk that's one thing but like as far as all the fighting and all that like I feel like we've done so much of that um it's just, you know, I don't really, I'm, I'm cool on that. Um, she's definitely cool on it. And I'm a person where I just want to, um, have peace and harmony in the house and I want to protect my peace also, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, that's just, that's kind of where that is. Um, so yeah, so those are the two clips that I've seen. Um, so the other thing I want to do on this episode and I thought it kind of would be cool is that, there was some questions that was um submitted, right? And so let me read these. Um, some of these are anonymous. Um, 
I think one of them has a name. Uh, if I can, yeah, one of them has a name. The other ones are anonymous. And so, you know, it's not really a reason to read the names anyway, unless people are just, that's what their goal is. So first question is, um, and thank you for everyone that submitted questions. Thank you for everyone that likes and shares and comments, um, laughs at the stories, uh, tells a friend to tell a friend, you know, you stream on the platforms, you go on Podbeam. Thank you so, so much. We sincerely appreciate it. Um, and you know, when we see people in public and they start like talking and, um, quoting topics that were on the show, you know, it, it, you have no idea, you know, what that does, you know, and how that lights up our day. So thank you so much. Um, so first question is how long is too long to wait before being intimate, um, with someone that you're dating, uh, recently started dating. If we fuck on the first night, uh, th <laughs> that's tricky. You know, I think, um, I, I don't personally believe in games in the sense of you really want to do it either person you really want to do it but you're following some timeline or some book or some advice that someone gave you or some tv show and now you are putting some sort of timeline so that's steve harvey shit like i never really liked that um however i think you know my dad told me when i was younger you know what i'm saying the same thing that that women were taught i mean i don't i don't think they're taught that now quite frankly but you know um but what you have in between your legs is a gift, you know what I'm saying? And it's, and it's, it's valuable, it's treasure, right? And the moment you give that up, you give your treasure away and you give the mystique away. And so, you know, if you just kind of give it up second night, third night, unless you're really interested and or the person's really of quality, you know, I don't know how that flourishes versus getting to know each other in a mental and emotional level. And then the physical part enhances it. You know what I mean? I, I think that that on paper is the best way to go. But everyone's situation is different. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm not I'm not against just going with the flow. If you're having a really good night, you're having a great time, you know, you're going out. Um, and one thing leads to another and you go back and it's kind of an organic thing and that's how it happens. Cool. Maybe it's something where like, you know, and I, I'm not sure if this is, um, cause the name, uh, it's not like a, a name name. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's not like a, a name. Um, it's, it's, yeah, I don't want to say it, but it's, 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 it's like a device. So, I don't know if this is male or female or, um, but I, you know, I think that, um, you know, it could be interesting to start and get started and then actually stop yourself and show some discipline and be like, you know what, Let, let's, you know, I, I would love to, but let's, let's, let's hold on for a second. You know what I'm saying? And shit like that. Like that's so player. You know what I'm saying? Be like, ah, 
Now, she might think it gay, you know what I'm saying? But, like, it's just dope. It's like, yo, I was getting ready to to let him bust it open, and he stopped because um, I think that's dope, you know? And I've actually done that before. So, you know, that's always a a good look if you're able to do that. Uh, So next question. Whenever we are intimate, afterwards she smells and has a certain odor that is unpleasant. Do you have any suggestions on how I can talk to her about it without it being awkward and insensitive? Hmm. <sighs> tough. Tough, 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 tough. Um, all right. Well, I mean, first off, um, you know, bacterial vaginosis is what it's called, BV. Um, and it's an infection that's caused by an imbalance in the vagina's flora. Um, the BV is responsible for the fishy smell, which is most commonly associated with unpleasant vaginal odors. The fishy smell may be especially strong after sex. Another common symptom to look out for with BV is a gray or grayish white discharge. Um, it, you know, I think wearing a condom, so I don't, you know, I would need more information. I don't know if you are using protection or not. If you're not, and obviously there's there's pre-cum and all that, and that's adding into it. Um, If you're using a condom and it's smelling, um, I don't know. I mean, I know pH balances. It's just, you know, women are very, um, they're complex without the intimacy part. They're very complex machines. And not to... Uh, compare them to machines. I don't want anyone getting offended out there, but just for for sake of what I'm trying to say, just very very complex. And so there are things that throw off imbalances. You know what I'm saying? And so it's tough. I don't I don't think that I don't think it's anything really awkward about it because you're both adults. Um, I've been in situations where the person. Um, didn't seem to be aware that they had a smell. Um, and I think what I did was I just, I just, I kind of just said it flat out. Like, you don't want to say it being rude. Like, damn it, you stink, obviously. Right. Um, but I think it's like, you know, it, it might be like, you could take an approach and say, I don't know if it's me you know but i don't know if it's me mixing with you that's causing some sort of thing there's a little there's a little odor it smells smells different i also don't know if this is something that's always been the case or if this is something that's new you know if this like kind of just started so i don't know there's so many questions it's it's kind of like follow-ups that i have but um i would take the approach of being delicate and saying Hey, like I'm noticing something's off. Um, I don't know if it's me, if it's a change in my diet and I'm, I'm, it, it's causing something to throw you off. I don't know. She's clearly aware of pH balance and all that type of stuff. Right. So you're not going to say anything that's foreign to her and that she's never heard of before. So I think coming at it from that perspective is dope. And probably a little more sensitive. Um, 
versus just saying like, damn, that just smell like fish because you can't. That's not cool. Um, all right. Moving along. So. Um, are you against sex toys in the bedroom? TMI guys, you know what I'm saying? Who, who makes you feel comfortable to ask me questions like this? All right. Um, no, I'm not. I think, you know, um, things that enhance things are cool, you know? Um, I think, uh, you know, I'm against if it's like a, a, a 19 inch, you know, you could stick it on a wall, you know what I'm saying? And like, I think that's a little disrespectful, right? And it's just not even like, like, who, what are we doing? Um, but, you know, rings and, and, and toys and roses and, um, uh, beavers and, and what's the other thing? The dolphins and bullets and all that stuff. Like, that's cool, man. And it, and you know, what it, what it does is I look at it like this, right? Cause we're, we're, we're only, we're only men, you know? Um, and so, you know, you can do different things when you're doing one thing, you can use your fingers and blah, blah, blah. But like, it's just cool if you're able to do your thing and get your, get your strokes and whatever you're doing. And then you're able to allow something else to address a different part right and then you could switch off and do something else and then why you know i think it's like tag teaming but you're in control of the tag teaming so i look at it like that i think it's dope you know what i'm saying it's not for everybody um some some i've i've talked to women who are against it and they think it's nasty um and they won't do it um and I know some guys that, that don't allow it and they think that it's disrespectful. Um, to each his own, I, I will say that people should be honest in their relationships because it sucks if one person is for it and they use them, but then when they're with their partner, they don't and because they feel like they can't because um, I feel like that's just causing a bigger issue that's going to manifest later on. So, you know my advice on that um i love strip clubs and my girl makes off putting i love strip clubs and my girl makes off putting remarks towards them i don't think she has gone before but also i do not think she is open to it do you and your wife go to strip clubs together and who brought it up first any advice jesus christ okay again guys you know (laughs) I'm glad that you feel comfortable enough to ask me or Leah these type of questions. I guess I feel flattered. Um, However, I feel like you might be some nosy fucks and you're just looking for TMI. Um, Thank you for the question. So in all seriousness, thank you for the question. Um, We have been before. Um strip clubs is not heavily my thing it's not heavily her thing if it's something where like we're somewhere and that's like you know it's something to do like we'll go um it's not something that's like 
you know, a date night or like scheduled entertainment. Like, ah, on Friday we're going. It's like, eh, you know what I'm saying? Like if we go somewhere, it's not like, yo, that's we got to find, you know what I mean? But like going to going to King of Diamonds, like it's kind of like you have to go. Strippers. Mike will You know what I mean? Like, we went to Vegas. I know we went. Um, we went to one, and we, like, came out. We might have told this story before. We came out. It was, like, literally 4.30 in the morning, you know, and the sun was coming up. It was kind of crazy. And I'm like, yo, are we literally late? And I think we went to Denny's or something like that. I feel like we went to Denny's, and she doesn't believe, but it was definitely, like, Denny's. It wasn't IHOP. I feel like it was Denny's. Um but we literally left and it like the sun was out and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Um, because you know, in Boston, like that's just not even, it's not even possible. You know what I mean? The spot will be raided and you'll be arrested. So, um, but okay. So, um, who brought it up first? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, I don't know. I think we talked about, I noticed she did like, um, it was things with like her girls or whatever. And they would have like, you know, a stripper or something. This is a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then she did like a Jack and Jill. I think we did a Jack and Jill together. And it was like a bunch of guys in one room. And then there was a bunch of girls in another room. Um, so we've done stuff like that a million years ago. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, that's not really like a big thing to us. Again, I think everyone, everyone is different and everyone has their, their thresholds of, um, boundaries and sanctities in their relationship. You know what I'm saying? And I think those should be respected. I think asking her flat out and not beating around a bush flat out, like, Hey babe, would you go with me? Um, you know, can scratch that? Hey babe. Can we go together? Because if you say, can you come with me? It's just, it's it's putting out that you're going regardless. And I've definitely lived that type of life, not with strip clubs, but like I'm going. Are you coming with me or not? And that's just like asking for a fight. Right. So the goal is to be better. You know what I'm saying? And to not, um, you know, have those type of, you know, um, vibes happening like that. So, um yeah, so, you know, can we go together? And then flat out see what her what her deal is, you know what I'm saying? And then you can ask, like, hey, I know what your thoughts are. Um, If you feel like her thoughts are off and it's something worth exploring and you can maybe change that if she's open to going and maybe staying for an hour, you know what I'm saying? Um, go for it. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe it's something on your birthday. It would be, you know, it would be nice if she takes you to one. Like that's your birthday present. As simple as that. No Chanel, no, no Gucci, um, sneakers, no belts, no, you know what I mean? Like, y'all want you to bring me to a strip club. I think that'd be really fly. And then see what she says, you know what I'm saying? And then go from there. But I think be honest, man, and, and 
again, the beating around the bush, yo, that shit don't, it, you know, that's not the move, not for me, um, uh, so there's a last one, um, so this does have a name, um, it's actually from Tristan, um, Tristan M, um, I don't, know if, I don't know if I should read your handle. I mean, I don't know if that's necessary. But Tristan M., um, thank you for your question. Um, so I've been dating my lady for four years now. She keeps throwing hints of marriage and putting on podcasts to talk about it. Ironically, I found your show and listened to it alone for the first um, six, seven episodes before I introduced it to her. Now we listen together and thoroughly enjoy it. Aw, thank you. I wanted to see if you could choose my email to read out loud and also read this part. Angela, you are the love of my life and I want to spend the rest of it with you. Will you marry me? Aw, holy shit. I just um I sanctified uh um <clears throat> damn that's not the word. I just uh I just um damn why can't I think straight? I am kinda tired. But I just basically you know, I just bust down a proposal live on the podcast show. Like that's a first. That's like that's word and I'm glad I did it. I'm glad Leah's not here to like make her stupid goofy noises. Well, well, well. This is dope. Word. And I hope Angela says, all right, so let me, let me, all right, scratch that, guys. Scratch that. So, Angela, you are the love of my life, and I want to spend the rest of it with you. Will you marry? Damn, hold on. Sorry, Tristan. Let me get this right. Angela, you know you're the love of my life, right? You know that, right? You know that. You mean the world to me. You know that there's nothing I wouldn't do for you, right? You know I'm here for you, right? Like anything you need. Just say it. I'm here. I'm anything, anything, anything you could possibly think of. You know I'm here for you, right? And so this, this life thing is tough, man. Like, you know, people people here today gone tomorrow and it's just so unexpected and it's just you know with the pandemic and just all the stuff that happened it just it it like we we really locked in and just grew closer and put our priorities in place and so I really just you know I I I just can't I can't see spending the rest of my life without somebody like you in it. And so, you know, to make a long story less long, Angela, will you marry me? Let's get married. Baby, let's get married. What's up, baby? That's free of charge, all right? Free of charge. Yep. Um... Please, Tristan, um, send us a message and let us know um, what happened. Love to um, love to know. And um, 
you know, even maybe like when we're doing a live or something, man, pull pull both of you in, pause, and then um, you know, just chat real quick because I think that's really really dope. Thank you so much for giving us that honor to um read your proposal over over the airwaves or over the net waves or whatever it's called over the bandwidth i don't know i don't know how it's called but that's really really dope thank you thank you thank you bro and um thank you hopefully sis right um yeah so those were the questions i had um i wanted to read you know there was um a couple more but i think that maybe you save that for for the boss lady the boss lady when she comes back and um just wanted to also, um, we had a screening recently at Coolidge Corner Theater for Cry For Me, and that was really, really dope, brought to, um, it was put on by Secret Society of Black Creatives, um, also Roxbury Film Festival, it was really dope, it was some amazing short films that was there, thoroughly enjoyed it, and, um, you know, I think it was the best crowd and the best response that we've had thus far. Because I think with the film, man, is is dealing with a dark subject. But it's important, obviously. But the people, they found some humor in it. They sighed. They gasped. Um, they said some choice words on certain scenes. You know, they, they, they were vocal. And they were, like, engaged. And so I I really, really appreciate it because from a person that thought it up and created it, you know, you want it to land a certain way. Right. So I can't imagine writing like a comedy and then you, you write something and you have an actor say it and you think it's fly and funny. And then the actor says it and it's crickets. And you're like, OK, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um. There's a couple of spots in the film that that I definitely chuckle at and I think is funny. Um, And so the crowd laughed and I was like, wow, okay, dope, dope. And so it was just a dope feeling, you know, really, really dope feeling. Um, So, yeah, man, it's just, you know, extreme gratitude. I'm being very intentional to focus on the yeses and not the noes. Things are coming in place in a different kind of way. Um, Shout out to um, the good folks at Revolu. There's a record that I um, wrote and recorded for the launch of this app. And it's basically a new video remix and technology. And it's uh, it's an app that's going to have some different layers and going to have a lot of social components to it also. But the initial um, the initial stage of the app is basically you can remix a video. Um, one video could be made 256 times, you know. And so I shot the first official Revolu video. Not Revolu, right? Not Revolu video. I shot the first official Revolu. And it's a pleasure. It's an honor. And I'm hoping that you guys like it once you see it. Um, You know, it's a company that I invested in also. And you're able to invest in it if if 
you um, so feel inclined. I think it's important when we have an opportunity to invest in new technology, right? So like whether it was Snapchat, um, Clubhouse, Facebook, YouTube, and I don't even know if these places were, um, you know, Facebook. I don't, I don't know exactly when Facebook and YouTube, um, things like that, like when they actually became public. Right. But we, um, in our communities oftentimes don't know about said things, right? We're unaware of them because there's people that's in their own silos that's working and they are getting capital from venture capitalists and they're getting capital from this person, that person, whatever. And so, you know, this is an opportunity that I think is dope. I believe in the mission. I believe in the people behind it. You know, it's been it you know over seven years dedicated into the development of this technology before even getting to my uh awareness right and so especially in this industry i'm constantly dealing with people who are flakes and who have big ideas and never follow through you know and it's so disappointing and so to see someone have a thought, really flush it out is so refreshing. And I'm just like, wow, you know what I'm saying? So there's actually a launch event that's going to happen October 1st in Boston um, at the Grand and the Seaport. Um, and it's for investors. So it's a thank you to all the investors. So again, man, look up um, Revolu is spelled R-E-V-O-H-L-O-O. And if you search Revolu, um, and then space net N E T capital C A P I T A L. You'll be able to pull up the, um, investment page and, you know, you can find out information about the company and you can make your investment right through them. And it's, you know, it's all legit and legal and it's no like, you know, send me a cash app for $10 and all that nonsense. So, um, I just wanted to say that, you know, I didn't, I didn't mean to necessarily make an ad, but um, again, gratitude, just appreciative of everyone. Thank you to Java Java with Jimmy having me on WGBH recently. Um, the video is online going crazy, all types of shares and viral moments. And, you know, that was really, really dope. Um, there is um, there's a bunch of stuff in October that's happening. I feel like it's all in the first week. Um, there's a performance I'm doing piano art gallery in Boston. Um, I'm one of two performers for, um, celebration of hip hop 50th. Um, I'm going to be at the BECMA, um, the black economic council, Massachusetts expo, um, with my black dollar merch. Um, I have two new limited drops coming out. One is a purple, um, domestic violence inspired hoodie and it's going to say um, uh, course correction is the only option instead of intentionality is the only option it's going to be course correcting because what I'm doing is I'm speaking to young men in particular to try to prevent the next victims being created so my goal with this film and with this song and with this whole process is to course correct 
So I wanted to put that on a hoodie. Course correction is the only option. Um, and then proceeds from that hoodie is going to go to um, domestic violence organization that I'm aware of and that I've um, worked with. So that's one. And then the other one is um, cancer related uh, for my aunt who passed. And um, I wrote a song and recorded it and actually shot a video. And, and it, I think I believe it was like last year at this point. I just never put it out. You know, I wasn't ready to put it out. I don't know if I'm ready to put it out now, but I just feel like, you know, the the ecosystem is kind of what it is. And I'm moving in a certain space and I just want to release it. I don't want to hold on to it um, because my pain maybe can help someone else get through their pain. And I believe that because there's other people's pain to help me get through mine. So um, that is called Please Always Matter. And, you know, her name is Pam. So please, P, always, A, M, matter. Um, so that's coming out October 2nd, you know, um, on YouTube. So uh, if you feel free to go and search um, Daniel Laurent, Please Always Matter. You know, you can definitely, um, you know, click on that, watch it, share it. Um, and there's a pink hoodie coming out and it's going to say, please always matter on it. And then proceeds from that is going to actually go to a woman, um, woman led organization that um, helps women in particular with trades um, because my aunt had her own uh, construction company. And so um, I wanted to do something to help someone in that field and going in that direction. Right. Um, and the, you know, I was tied between like doing something related to cancer. Um, but I wanted to do something directly in her name and I want to make the donation in her name. So, um, proceeds from that, um, limited drop is going to go towards, you know, that, um, so please support that blackdollarus.com. Um, again, October 2nd, it will be released and be available. So um, any support will be appreciated. Thank you so much. And I think that's it. I mean, I've um, uh, October 1st, I'm performing at the Grand. Um, October calendar is like a little um let me see so october 1st october 1st i'm at the grand um october 6th beckma i'll be at the expo during the day and then at night i'm gonna be at the piano art gallery performing oh the um uh, we have a screening um at the Capitol Theater um, in Arlington. Cry For Me is going to be screened um, with a couple of other films. You know, we got into a film festival, so can't wait for that. I think that's the... Um, uh, I can't think of the name. I think Screaming Ostrich uh, Film Festival. So that's happening October 12th. Um, and let's see, let's see, what else, what else? Um, 
There's something else, but I don't want to. Oh, um, October 27th, I'm doing a panel on co-parenting um, brought to you by uh, Urban Heat, um, 365 Dad, and Dee Dee's Cry. So, you know, I'm going to be on a panel um, with some pretty dope people talking about co-parenting. So that should be really dope also. Um, so, you know, moving and shaking, man, just staying busy. Idle mind is the devil's playground, they say. So trying to stay um, straight and narrow and stay out of trouble. And I have Leah, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, be on Leah's bad side. So, you know, I'm just trying to trying to do the Lord's work and trying to get some um, heaven points with my lady. So anyway, man, thank y'all for listening. This is episode 80 in a can. Thank y'all so much. We're locked and loaded. You know what it is. Um, I'm not going to try to do the the, the final send off like Leah does. Um, but I'll just simply say thank y'all so much from the bottom of our hearts. We appreciate it. We appreciate you every day, all day, any day. You know what it is. We're locked and loaded. Yeah. I'll give you the sun, the rain, the moon, the stars, and the mountains. I'll give you the world. Wedlocked and loaded. Well, 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 locked and loaded.